Good morning and thank you for tuning in to Fire Shut Up In My Bones. We're going to talk about depression and anxiety. These words are talked about on a common daily basis in America. And when, and, and when discussed, people don't discuss these two words as it relates to someone who's depressed for reasons of losing a loved one, losing their job, something bad happens to them, and then they get over it. Uh, perhaps abuse, they're not discussing depression as in terms of someone who was abused, homeless, or anything of that nature. They're just talking about someone experiencing long-term depression, just constantly sad all the time. Same thing with this anxiety. When people today discuss the word anxiety, they don't discuss it as it relates to someone who's fearing for the life, who's worried about their loved one going through a health issue or losing their job. And then they're in a state of wonder saying to themselves, what will I do while I'm poor and in need of money? Who will take care of my family? Who will take care of my kids? Today, when people say that they are experiencing anxiety or going through an anxiety attack, they are relating it to a person who's just standing there, minding their own business, and suddenly they become anxious, uh, anxious fearful, and worried about pretty much nothing. Okay, and we're going to discuss that. In my opinion, these descriptions of depression and anxiety that have no cause, or I'm sorry, have no reasons, is demonic. Um, I will also further go that this depression is, due to my research, caused by the ADHD drug, drugs, like Ritalin and drugs that are like Ritalin. What it does, it overloads the dopamine receptors. Dopamine is a hormone that causes joy. When you're eating food and experience joy, that's your dopamine. And the receptors in your brain receive that. That's what God put in us. Now, when you abuse drugs, heroin, and things of the such, you will ruin your dopamine receptors. Same thing with these ADHD drugs, right? If you are a Christian and you have not abused drugs, you're not experiencing uh, the loss of a loved one, a child, uh, your, your children, perhaps, you're not experiencing that. And you are said to have long-term depression. I do not believe that that life is... is um, I, I do believe that, is, that, that that doesn't match up with Scripture. Okay? If, if, you're, if you're truly saved, if you are truly saved, you shouldn't be experiencing long-term depression or anxiety. If you're saved and you don't have a mental problem or your brain is damaged and you're not experiencing uh, poverty, the loss of a loved one, some type of craziness in your life, and you claim to have long-term depression, that doesn't match up with what God's word says. That's what we're going to talk about today. Miserable Christians. Let's just dive right into it. The Greek, let, let's talk about the Holy Ghost and how it gives us joy how he gives us joy <coughs> excuse me the greek word <coughs> for comforter 
in John 14, 16 is paraclete, which means helper. Let's turn to John chapter 14 in your Bible. Hope you have the Bible with you. And before we, we actually begin, let me go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, forgive me my sins. Uh, help us to learn something from you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. John 14, 16, it says, And I will pray the Father. That's, talk, that, that's Jesus praying to God. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Now, this is referring to the Holy Ghost. Another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Take that to those who believe you can lose your salvation. When God gives you something forever, he doesn't take it back. And this comforter is the Holy Ghost. And as I just read, the word comforter comes from the Greek word paraclete, which means helper. The Holy Ghost will help you forever if you're saved. To those that are saved, you are, I'm referring to those that have accepted Jesus who said, Lord, forgive me of my sins and save me. Take me to heaven when I die. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. One of the benefits of having the indwelling of the Holy Ghost is joy. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, we read, But the fruit of the Spirit. Now, that has a thought of when in the Bible it says the fruit of, it's referring to the benefits of having the comforter, have, have, having the Holy Spirit indwelling the saint. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Now listen, the results of being saved is joy and you have inward peace. No child of God should say, oh, I don't have any joy in my life. I don't have any peace in my life. And if you want this joy, you must abide in the Lord. Go with me to John chapter 15, verse 11. It says, These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. In John chapter 15, <clears throat> it talks about abiding in the vine, which is Jesus. Without abiding in the Lord, you can do nothing. If you're not close with the Lord, you will not have joy. If you're not close to the Lord, you will not have joy. Any born again Christian who never was a drug addict, who said it was said to be suffering from long term depression, is not in his Bible. He's not reading his Bible. He's not praying to the Lord. If we're not spiritual, which is praying and meditating on scripture, we are quenching the Holy Ghost. Go with me to 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Actually says, quench not the Holy Spirit. Quench not the Holy Ghost. Quench not the Holy Spirit. Yeah, here we go. 1 Thessalonians 5.19. says there, Quench not the spirit. You know how you quench the Holy Spirit? You stop reading your Bible. Stop going to church. You'll become miserable if you do this. You need the Lord in your life. Never stop the flow of God's blessing by being spiritually inconsistent. What does that mean? Spiritually inconsistent? 
What I mean by that is you don't read your Bible, you're not praying, you're not in church. Those things cause depression in a Christian's life. Demonic activity also causes depression. In 1 John 5, verse 21, we read, Little children. Now, if you're saved, you're a child of God. Keep yourselves from idols. Amen. You must never have anything to do. Um, you must never have anything to do that which pertains to an idol in your home. Harry Potter, Ghost Hunters, Ouija Board, Talking to the Dead. In Leviticus 19.31, let's read that. I'm going to hit some verses now. So you guys don't think I'm making this up. Leviticus 19.31 says, Regard not them that have familiar spirits. It's talking about uh, demonic folks, people that have devils in them. Neither seek after the wizards to be defiled by them. And who said this? Well, in the verse it says, I am the Lord your God. The Lord said, don't do that. Let's go to Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 12. <clears throat> when thou art coming to the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that causes divination, or an observer of times. That's future telling. Divination, talking to the dead. Future telling all that. Or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consultant with familiar spirits that's talking to the dead. Or a wizard, or a necromancer, also talking to the dead. That's talking about talking to the dead. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. An abomination is something that the Lord detests and hates greatly. And he can't even look at it. And because of these abominations, the Lord that God drive them out. From before thee, thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. So don't do these things. Okay? If you do, they bring misery, depression, and anxiety in your life. You shouldn't even mention the names of idols. Go with me to Exodus 23, 13. Here we go. It says, In all things that I have said unto you, be circumspect and make no mention of the names of the name of other gods, neither let it be heard out of thy mouth. Don't mention other gods' names, okay? Why? Doing such will cause demonic depression. A good example of a devil. Troubling the mood of a person is Saul's life. Saul rejected the Lord, so the Lord rejected him. In doing so, the Spirit of God left Saul and was replaced by an evil spirit. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 16, 14, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now, I want you to pay attention to the word trouble. Okay, let's keep reading. 
This evil spirit terrified Saul. Today, people who are said who I'm sorry. Today, people who are saved are said to suffer an anxiety. There's some Christians out there. Oh, I'm having an anxiety attack. Pass the pills. All right. No one is chasing them. A murderer didn't break in their house with a, with a knife attempting to stab them. So there's no cause for their anxiety. Okay, these um, emotions, you know, common sense will tell you that if someone is shooting at you with a gun, you should feel some anxiety. But if, if, if you're sitting there and you're having an anxiety attack, there's something wrong with that. It could be that a devil is terrifying that individual. And it's because you let the devil in playing witchcraft games and Ouija board, ghost hunters and all that. I believe that this is due to demonic activity in an unbeliever's life. You know, when people experience this stuff. Can this happen to a Christian? A Christian cannot be demon-possessed because he is permanently inhabited by the Holy Ghost. However, you can get demonically oppressed. You cannot have wickedness in your house. You cannot be talking. I know right now, I could take it to a woman right now. Who was talking to her dead brother, dead father. Don't remember the details. Now she looks like a mute. Like a... Like a, her face looks frozen. She she only speaks when spoken to. She looks like she's in a constant state of trance. Why is that? She's demonically oppressed. Also, remember, spirits that are evil love causing chaos. They volunteer to do chaos. Go with me to First Kings twenty-two. Let's talk about that idiot Ahab. First Kings. All right, we're in First Kings now, and then we'll look at verse 22. This is such fascinating stuff. This is Bible stuff. Amen. 22. And let's dip down to 21. And, and there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I'll persuade him. And the Lord said, this is the hymn is talking about Ahab, the idiot. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. And now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets. And the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. Now, now look how it says. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit. All right. So when you mess up, when you want to reject the Lord, the Lord gives permission to these devils to mess with these people's life. I already read Samuel 16, 14, 1 Samuel 16, 14, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Now we read 1 Kings 22, 23. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lion's spirit. The Lord gives permission to these devils to mess up those who reject the Lord. Okay? And this is what they do. They go around, these devils go around, Looking for someone to devour. The Bible says the, the devil is a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. His minions do the same thing. My friend. This is what my friend David W. Daniels taught me. And, and I quote. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Right? That's 1614. Now, this is what he says, end quote. God authorizes such things. We saw this in Job. Uh, 
let's 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 do let's go ahead and go to Job real fast. I want to back up everything with Bible verses this morning. Look at what the devil does. Right. And first of all, let me reference that other verse. Hold on one second. It's in First Peter five eight. First Peter, First Peter five verse eight. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary. That's what Satan means. Your your adversary, the devil. As a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Good. Now that you have that in your mind, go with me to Job. Job chapter 1. And, and actually go to Job 2. And again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, from whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro the earth. And that means he's flying back and forth and from walking up and down in it. That's why that, that to and fro. That's why the, it's said of the devil. He is the prince and power of the air. He can fly very fast. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? See, Satan is looking for someone to mess up, to cause depression upon, to bother, to cause misery. That's why the devil invented communism. Amen. He did. I mean, the, the communism is of the devil. Everyone is depressed under that system. That there is none like him in the earth, perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and truth evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without a cause. As Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath, will he give for his life? Well, put forth now, uh, put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. There you go again. That's the Lord giving permission to Satan to mess up this person's life. Why? God had confidence in Job. Job never betrayed his savior and he was blessed for it. So went forth, so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord, smote and smote Job with sore boils. Find it interesting that the Satan has the power. Of course, he was given permission to do this from God, but Satan has the power to mess up someone's health. And from from the sole of his foot unto his crown. All right, and and you know the rest of that. But look, that's what they do. The d demons go around messing with people. <laughs> All right, let's keep reading what my friend David taught us. God authorized such things we saw in Job. We just read it. <laughs> and Jesus started that. Um, and Jesus started that when the person is swept and garnished, but the spirit not present. See that the Holy Spirit, the unclean spirit is quick to come in with. The formerly possessed with seven others worse than he. Now he quotes scripture. Look at Matthew 12, 43 through 45. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, 
He walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. Wow. He called the devils called what they possessed their house. Did you guys catch that? Then that my dad called me up and pointed it out to me. That what he what my father told me was so fascinating. Then he saith, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And whence he is come, he findeth it empty and swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man was worse than the first. Even so it be also unto the wicked generation. This is a wicked generation. They reject the name of the Lord. And because of that, an evil spirit causes havoc and depression and anxiety in their life. I do believe based on the scriptures we've covered so far, depression is a demonic thing. I'm not talking about someone that goes to, through some sad spells in their life. I'm describing people who are in a constant state of misery in their life. They're under demonic oppression or possession. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. He saith, I will return to my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth swift and garnish. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man was worse than the first. Stay away from devils. They cause misery. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.27, neither give place to the devil. Now, when my father called me, and said and, and, and mentioned uh, uh, that how, how the devils call what they possess their house. He, he referenced uh, this verse. Let me see if I can find it real quick. These are not my full notes. Let me see if I can go to my original notes. I hope I can find it. Somehow I must have emailed the wrong notes to my my stuff let's see da, 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 da. yeah these are the wrong notes but anyway when my father called me and referenced how the devils call what they possess their house he mentioned this verse to me first corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 knowing not that ye are the temple of god and that the spirit the spirit of god dwelleth in you if any man defile the temple of God, uh, God him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple are uh, which temple ye are. Okay, being being away from all kinds of misery. So that that's that's just fascinating. When when you don't have the Holy Ghost living inside you, you're a temple of the devil. If if the devil gets a hold of you, but when you get saved, you become the temple of God. That, this is such a fascinating thing that my father pointed out. All right, let's continue on. Stay from devils. The devils cause misery. Okay. Being away from the Lord from, for the saint also causes misery. After David took another man's wife in 2 Samuel 11, he remained in the state of misery due to, be, uh, due to being away from the Lord. Psalm 32.3 says... Um, Let's go to Psalm 23, uh, 20, uh, 32, 3, I should say. Let me tell you what happens when we're away from the Lord. It causes misery. 
Notice that I'm looking through scripture here. That is the most important thing. One of the most important things in a Christian's life to be reading their Bibles. 32.3. It says there, when I kept silence, my bones waxed old through the roaring all my day long. It's talking about how David didn't repent when he took another man's wife and basically murdered her husband indirectly. But, you know, he caused him to die. Yeah, yeah, he did cause him to die. In Psalm 32.3, he was in a state of unrepentance and it caused misery. According to Bible scholars, David was away from the Lord for about six months to a year. This is referring to what David did with Bathsheba, okay? David was inspired to describe his misery in Psalm 32. Read that chapter. And Psalm 38. It was only until David acknowledged his sin in 2 Samuel 12, 13. You can see that in Psalm 51, 3. That the burden of his sin was lifted and his relationship with God restored. Being close to God will, will always bring joy. Psalm 32, 1 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered. And, you know, I, I, I would, and I don't know how much time I have. Uh, uh, yeah, I have enough time. Let me give, let's read those verses I was talking about. Psalms 32, it says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no God. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my warring all the day long. For day and night thine hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned to into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquities of my sin. Selah. Selah means to think about it. Psalm 38. O Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in thine hot displeasure. For thine heart, for, their, for thine arrows tack fast in me, and thy, presence make, and thy hand presses me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. This sin is physically tormenting David. For my iniquities are going over my head. He can't control this. He can't make himself happy. Notice that. I want you to notice that. For my iniquities are gone over my head. <clears throat> Pills couldn't solve this. The psychiatrist couldn't solve this problem. No remedy on earth could help it. Only the Lord could help his misery. As a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. Christian, stop wasting your time going to the psychiatrist and taking drugs. Go to the Lord. Repent. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. I am troubled. See that? Look at the word troubled. He's troubled. He's depressed. He's, he's, he has anxiety right here. I am troubled. And for a reason, of course, the reason of sin. I, 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 amen. I'm troubled. I'm bowed down. You know, when it says bow down, it has a thought of being crushed. I'm bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. Long, From my loins are filled with this loathsome disease and there's no soundness in my flesh. Soundness is another way of saying whole or healthy. I am feeble and so broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Roared means that he was crying. Um, sore means severely. Disquietedness means... Uh, means turmoil of my heart. Look what sin did to him. And when he confessed his sin, he was happy. He had joy in his life. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope thou wilt 
thou wilt hear, O my Lord. See that? <clears throat> That's the same chapter. Only the Lord can help your depression. Only the Lord can. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven and his sin is covered. What is the application to all this? I hope I didn't miss a lot of my notes because I read an outdated um, paperwork that I, that I put together. But what's the application to all this? We covered how the, the comforter gives us joy forever. The fruit of the spirit of the comforter is joy. And, and de, de, uh, demons causes depression. Okay, look what it did to Saul in his life. It troubled him, right? That causes depression. And then sin causes depression, being, being in a constant state of iniquity. Iniquity is just doing some, knowingly, knowingly doing something that's against the Lord. Eyes wide open. So what's the application? Dearly beloved, do not remain in iniquity. Confess your sins and repent. Another application. Stay away from stinking idols, demon stuff, witchcraft games. Stay away from that because those types of things that, uh, cause depression. I'm going to close with this. <clears throat> I'm going to close with this. I remember. Now, look, I since being saved, I've never really experienced this type of stuff where I'm in a constant state of depression. If you listen to my dad's testimony. You know, he was abused, kicked out of his house at 12 years old. Uh, I mean, abused day and night. Dad thought his father that abused him thought he was going to kill him. If, if, if he didn't have the Lord, he would probably be in a state of depression, right? But you wouldn't think that because the Lord has, ha, ha, has given him joy. In my life, I never experienced this so-called long-term depression. Do we get sad? Do we cry? Yeah, of course. But, this, you know, all, day in, day out, year after year, you're in a constant state of depression have an anxiety tax and you say you're saved, that doesn't match the scripture. The Lord will help you. Um, I remember I was at this place called Headhunters Wrestling Club. I wrestled there for a few, for a couple sessions. They're very nice to me. But I'm an adult and most of them were teenagers and they said their policy doesn't allow me to wrestle <clears throat> amongst their, their teens. And there's a few adults in there. And I, man, I was like, man, all that knowledge that I could be learning, gone. And I was depressed, right? <clears throat> and I was still in my Bible, still reading the Bible. And uh, I was, I was kind of beat about it for about a week. And I'm still in my Bible, mind you. I'm still reading. I'm still going to church. And I was driving home. And all out of nowhere, I felt joy. I mean, I'm telling you just immense joy. I'm like, man, where is this coming from? That I eat something delicious. Did I get a new gun? But then it hit me. It's the fruit of the spirit. There are some times when the Lord knows that you're sad. And he, and he blesses you. He satisfies everyone. The Bible says. He, let me see if I can find that verse real quick. Uh, I probably don't have time. I should have remembered it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not it. But anyway, the Lord is near those with a broken and contrite spirit. I wasn't really a broken spirit at that moment. But the Lord knew that I was sad about not going to the wrestling club. So he put joy in me. He did. You might not believe this, but this is the result of being saved. I'm wrestling tonight. Different club. But the Lord is good. The Lord is good. If you're not saved today, I really urge you to get saved.
The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe this, call on Jesus' name. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Get saved today and experience joy in the Lord. If, if you're a Christian, don't be a miserable Christian. Get saved. Live right. Amen.